Megan from Glamour and Grace, and you're listening to the Mountainside Bride Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mountainside Bride Podcast. I'm Christy O, the editor and publisher of the Mountainside Bride, and I'm here with Lauren Grove from Every Last Detail. Lauren created Every Last Detail in December of 2009, and her mission is to educate brides provide wedding inspiration, and help brides find the best wedding vendors out there. The Every Last Detail V-List is is an exclusive vendor directory that comprises of vendors Lauren has personally vetted and verified. Brides can be confident that vendors on the V-List are professional, experienced, and will be the perfect fit for them. Lauren draws from her experience as both a bride and a wedding professional to provide the best information on every last detail. And the blog itself has enjoyed exponential growth and has received national recognition as a top resource and inspiration website for brides planning their weddings. Every last detail has been named in Bride Tide's top 100 wedding blogs since 2010 and has been featured as All Top's prestigious best of the best award for wedding blogs. Lauren has also been a featured expert on the Huffington Post, and her wedding advice has been published in USA Today. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting for you to be here because um, (laughs) I actually followed your blog soon after I got married, and uh, you were an inspiration for me to actually start um, blogging as a wedding blogger. I was so inspired by your mission to provide um, top quality wedding advice and inspiration uh, to brides out there that I wanted to do the same thing for mountain brides. So thank you for being such an inspiration to me. Oh, thank you for letting me be. <laughs> and even though we're friends, I, I, I don't think that you knew that. <laughs> I didn't. I did not know that. <laughs> That's good. Well, because I consider you a a fellow advice giver for brides as well. So I think that's wonderful to know. Well, thank you. And of course, we all, uh, for those of you who don't know that Lauren and I have collaborated together in the past, we also regularly um, have these little mastermind phone calls and meetups where we just talk about how to make the wedding internet blogosphere great. <laughs> yes. They're wonderful. I don't know what I would do without them. So for those listeners who don't know about Every Last Detail, which is bizarre because you have a lot of traffic and you're pretty popular, but for those who don't know about Every Last Detail, um, tell our listeners what Every Last Detail is all about and what types of resources brides can find on your blog. So as you said in um, your intro, um, Every Last Detail is about providing insight for brides. So my tagline is actually insight for brides. And when I came up with that, I thought of kind of my, my key and core goals, which were to provide inspiration, um, and educate brides. And so to me, insight encompasses both of those things because education is knowing about things, which is what insight means. And inspiration is technically knowing about new things and being inspired by new ideas. Um, So that's where insight came from. Um, As for resources, as you mentioned, I have the V list, which is um, an exclusive list of vendors that I have reviewed, verified, vetted, 
to make sure that they're the best of the best in the country. Um, so brides can know that they're finding the best wedding vendors for them. They can trust them. They're high quality. They're professionals. Um, I also have an inspiration gallery. So um, brides can find inspiration by color. They can find inspiration by specific types of details. So if a bride wanted to find, to see ideas for centerpieces, they can go find all the centerpieces that have been featured on every last detail. Um, and I also have a very extensive wedding planning section where um, it contains all of my blog posts that I've done over the past four years um, about wedding planning topics. So it can be any, anywhere from what to do when you first get engaged to what you need to do, what you need to do two weeks before your wedding. Um, I've pretty much covered all of the bases. I of course still ha always have things that I'm adding. I have a huge list of blog posts that I still have yet to do ideas that I get. Um, so yeah, so it, it is definitely more of a resource than just a straight up blog in that I'm trying to provide brides with as much information and inspiration as I possibly can on my own by myself. <laughs> but you're not alone and by yourself. You work very, very closely with top wedding professionals around the nation to, um, uh, to not only introduce them to, to brides who might want to book them, but you also have your pro insight section. Can you yes. talk, talk a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish with your um, pro insight and working with vendors? So my pro insight section is composed of blog posts that are written by every last detail vendors, um, members of the V list. And I've basically, I, I believe that the best information comes from the source. So why not have photographers and caterers and wedding planners explaining to brides the nuances of planning a wedding um, for their their category of what their their vendor type is. Um, so I think I have something on there from a photographer about why it's good to to have engagement photos done. Um, some posts from wedding planners about like things that a wedding planner will do that your mom won't be able to do on your wedding day, things like that. Um, it's a really good extra amount of resource since for me, I was a wedding planner. And so I really only know about a certain amount of things. So why not give the opportunity to, to experts to be able to convey information? Right. I'm going to I'm going to take a little risk with this interview and I want to talk a little bit about um wedding planning directories online. And I might ruffle a few feathers here, but I'm just going to I'm going to go for it. <laughs> because you and I have talked a little bit about this and I've I've gotten a little bit on my high horse about how wedding a lot of blogs set up a wedding wedding directory in order to generate money and monetize their blog, which is fine. That's their business decision. Um, and I have been frustrated with, and have also talked to, um, uh, mountain wedding vendors about how there's a model out there for blogs where they, you can get, if you're a vendor, you can get on a 
a blogger's wedding directory if you pay for it. And that's all you need to do. It doesn't matter what your work is like. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business. If you have, if you're transferring money from your PayPal account to that blogger's PayPal account, you're in. And I have talked to you pretty extensively about how that is awful (laughs) and that um you know brides will trust a blogger and the the blog will be great and they'll go on the wedding directory and they'll they'll have a bad experience um with those vendors because the vendors aren't vetted so the v list is is very different i'm so excited to talk about this the v list is very different from other wedding planning directories in that you vet every single member and it's an invite only thing. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about your process of ensuring that only the very best wedding vendors are featured in the V list? Yes, I can. Um, actually, like a, a little background about it too was that when I was a bride, um, I was kind of cautious about these these vendor lists because, of course, in two thousand eight, they weren't quite as extensive as they are now. But I, I was kind of afraid. I was afraid to inquire with vendors who are online. I was afraid of whether or not the vendor, whether or not I could afford them. Um, there was, it was just, there were lots of questions in my head. So in the way that I laid out the V list, um, I was trying to think of the questions that I would have wanted answered. Um, so that's why one of the aspects of how a bride can search for a vendor is by putting in by selecting what your own wedding budget is. And then the vendors who fit within that wedding budget um, are the ones who will show up. Um, so, and not to say that it's, that vendor guides are bad. Um, and not to say that any vendors who are advertising via vendor guides are bad either. Um, it's just a matter of being educated and having as much information as you possibly can before you're inquiring with a vendor. Um, so with that said, um, vetted and verified vendors um, for every last every last detail. Um, they, if I, if I do not approach them myself, which some, some members I do, like they'll have been featured multiple times. I'll have created a relationship with them. I'll have usually been kind of keeping up with their work for a little while. Um, if I do not approach them myself, um, then members must fill out an application in which they tell me how long they've been in business. Um, I require members to be in business for at least two years because in the wedding world, it's really easy for somebody who has a camera to say, I want to be a wedding photographer. They can advertise that they're a wedding photographer, but whether or not they've actually done weddings and they've actually had experience doing weddings will decipher whether or not they're going to be able to provide a quality product to a bride. Um, And in that, it's also very easy for somebody to go out of business fairly quickly because they didn't realize all of the work and effort that it took to do weddings. Um, I've seen both things happen. So that's why I I set the two-year mark for somebody to be in business because also at the same time I believe in helping people with new businesses um, because I know how it is to kind of be like an underdog so I of course didn't want two years was was kind of the happy medium for me um, 
And then I also ask people for referrals and I contact those referrals and I verify that they would refer their brides, friends, family, whoever, um, to that specific vendor who's applying. Um, I look them up online. So, I mean, and it's the most simple way to do research, but also I've found people who were not, who were appearing on paper as good, but when I looked them up online, they, they were hiding things, um, that made them not so good. So I look them up online. I look at their reviews on wedding wire, make sure that they're providing brides with good service. If they don't have a good review on wedding wire, um, then I definitely question it. Um, I'll even ask them about it sometimes because side note about wedding wire reviews is it's really funny that a lot of brides comment, like they usually give a a low score to wedding vendors for um, response time. And it makes me laugh a little bit because when I was a bride, I was sitting in front of the computer refreshing my email because this is back in the day of hotmail, (laughs) waiting for my vendors to respond to my emails. And it's just hilarious to me because then when I was a wedding planner, I would be like, why don't they understand that I have to work and I'm out and I'm at weddings and it's hilarious. Um, so I look at the reviews on wedding wire. Um, I check out who they're, who else they're associated with online, um, with other vendors. Sometimes I even go out of my way and ask vendors in their area that they haven't said would recommend them and ask them about this particular, the person who's applied. So I do a lot of extensive research and make sure that the people that I've associated my name with um, are somebody who I really am recommending because to me, my business is so personal to me. My blog is so personal to me that, and I want to be helping brides. Um, So I want to make sure that it's somebody that I really would say, Hey, you should check out XYZ photographer. And and I've been so impressed just in our sort of backstage conversations over the years that we've known each other. When you do, like you put so much time and work into researching these vendors and um, weeding out people. And you're more diplomatic than me, obviously, (laughs) but weeding out the liars like you've you have identified people who have um, stolen images and and represented work that they didn't do. And, you know, just you've put so much into it. You know, the the other thing that I want to let brides know is that oftentimes you are traveling around the country working personally with vendors on your V list as well. So not only are you doing extensive online research uh, to make sure you're getting the best vendors, but you're also uh, working with them personally on styled shoots and various and sundry photography, videography projects. Do you wanna talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I believe that inspiration shoots are um, a very good thing. Sometimes they're seen as kind of a negative thing because they're fake and they're fake weddings and blah, blah, blah. But I think inspiration shoots allow vendors to spread their wings and show what they can really do. Um, and kind of, and for, for brides, brides are, are consuming what they're seeing. So if they don't see it done, then they're not going to have the idea for the most part, unless they're like super creative, but they're not going to have an idea for something unless they see it. So that's why I think inspiration shoots are amazing. 
Um, as far as doing them with my vendors, yes, I try to um, trap whenever I am traveling. I, of course, try to like kill a bunch of birds with one stone, but I try to set up inspiration shoots with vendors in specific areas. Um, so I'm able to show off that specific area and give those brides in that or brides and vendors um, in that area exposure. So like, for instance, um, I'm, I'm based in Florida, but I am, I will even, even if I'm not there personally, I will help vendors in other locations coordinate inspiration shoots, um, in their area. So I can in, in essence, do my part in getting them exposure. So I want to switch gears a little bit here and I want to talk about your real weddings because you have, not only do you have an amazing resource for brides to find vendors in their area, according to their style and in their budget, um, but you also feature beautiful real weddings that really um, attest to the name every last detail. They're just beautiful. They're full of details. It's great photography. How do you find and select your real weddings for publication? Um, I actually, most of the weddings that I do get are um, submission based. Um, if I'm finding a particular wedding, it's most likely because it's one of my, one of my vendors and I have special lists on my social media where I see everything that they're posting. So if I see something that they've posted, um, I will, and I really loved it, I will contact them and find out if they've submitted it anywhere yet, ex express my interest in it. Um, as far as selecting, I do look for details. Um, I kind of have like, there has to be at least one detail for every section of the wedding. So um, ceremony, there has to be some kind of like something unique to the ceremony and, um, the reception, there has to be a table number and a centerpiece. And, um, usually I like some kind of other fun thing, like, I don't know, coasters are one of my favorite details, um, escort card displays. And, so, and I also try to make sure that the weddings that I'm accepting are, of various styles. So some wedding blogs, they're like all vintage or um, all romantic weddings. I try to to show every style of wedding. Um, and I even try to like on my calendar, try to like make sure they're all spread out. So I'm not posting like five rustic weddings in a week. Um, <laughs> because like, I understand that a lot of brides have combined styles of weddings that they like too. So um, it's, it's good to be able to pr provide an array of inspiration. Um, what else do I look for? Of course, like really great photography is necessary, um, required. And I mean, I love really cool color palettes. Um, like, I don't know, like blue and purple together or, um, pink and aqua stuff like that like really bold bright color palettes but that's just my personal preference of course I feature um a lot more than just bold colorful color palettes but yeah I mean details are and like everybody else details are a necessary item but for me per se details you know I've gotten lots of weddings that 
don't have quite as many details and but the photography is amazing and I still have to turn them down um because it doesn't have enough so details 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 I have a another question you know there's there's a couple of things that um I think that you have come out strongly talking about and one of those things is the cost of a wedding and it's one of the biggest debates in the wedding industry like how much should a wedding really uh cost <laughs> and you have written pretty extensively about how brides get what they pay for mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that so i um when i was a wedding planner i never planned a wedding that was less than thirty-five thousand dollars. so I do not know budget weddings. So when I started writing, um, I decided that I was going to only write about what I knew. And those types of weddings are weddings that are using professionals, um, meaning you're using a professional photographer, you're using a professional caterer, um, your aunt's not cooking your food or making your cake or doing your flowers. Um, that's so that's kind of where I get my my pricing base per se because when somebody's using professional wedding vendors um you're kind of since you're paying for a lot of service um rightfully so you're also paying a little bit more than if everything was DIY so um I take that as my perspective when I'm talking about what weddings cost now I did a survey um last year and also this year i'm still getting a little bit more data for this year's um on what what wedding professionals had their brides spend with them on average so this wasn't necessarily brides reporting on some random survey saying that they spent five thousand dollars on their wedding because there are brides that are spending five thousand dollars on their weddings but they're having a backyard barbecue and they're not hiring a photographer or they're having their cousin take photos of them. Um, and there's brides that are spending $100,000 on their wedding. And so it's hard to put all of that into the same category because it all evens out and becomes an average. So it's really hard to trust the quote unquote average cost of a wedding because you do have huge extremes and every, to each their own, everybody, if somebody wants to have a DIY backyard wedding, you know, go for it if it's the right option for you. Um, but I also think that knowledge is power. And if a bride knows what to expect to pay for a wedding, it can help a lot of those expectations. Um, so for my, for my own survey that I did, um, it came out to about $35,000 for what an average cost of a wedding would be if you were using professional vendors. Now, this didn't take into account the location of the wedding or the number of wedding guests, which by the way, number of wedding guests has the, the biggest effect on wedding budget ever, more than anything else. Um, so it's, it's really hard to give an exact average number or yeah, an exact average to what weddings cost because everybody's wedding is different. So it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of a disservice to brides to be saying that 
you know, you should expect to spend X, Y, Z amount on your wedding. I think it should be, it should, there should be more of a focus on determining what your expectations for your wedding are and what you want for your wedding and then setting a number expectation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, my next question, I have my own opinions that come from sort of a mountain perspective and a destination <laughs> wedding perspective. But I was wondering what what your thoughts were on what areas do you believe a bride should never cut corners? I say vendors. Like if you if you are hiring professional vendors, then you will get what you pay for. And if you're paying for service, then chances are good that you're going to end up with an excellent wedding. I've seen weddings that um, people did cut costs on hire on their vendors, and something bad happened. Something, you know, the the photographer was late, or um, the food they, they ran out of food, or I don't something. Because hiring a professional vendor is what matters. I remember, I want to say it was maybe eight months ago, maybe a year ago. Do you remember you had that bride who she, I think she was up in like Washington or something and she sort of, maybe she didn't cut corners. Um, but the, the long and short of it was she got ripped off by, um, a, a scam artist selling a quote unquote wedding package. Yes. Do yes. you remember that? And you were like, yes. you were on Facebook querying all of your vendors and tapping into your blogger network to try to help mm -hmm. this bride because you felt so badly for her. Yes, she had, um, she was having a destination wedding in California and it was I, like somewhere, some beach town in California or something. And, um, and she had hired somebody that she found online who was essentially they were a they were a destination wedding planner, um, and I think she paid like eight hundred dollars or like twelve hundred dollars for this service, and it was supposed to include an officiant, a photographer, um, a ceremony, the like coordination of everything, and it was just her and her soon-to-be husband. It was literally a, an elopement. Um, well, they stopped responding to her emails. Um, she couldn't get a hold of them. It was a week before her wedding and she was flipping out because she didn't have anything. She had nothing, um, nothing set for her supposed wedding that was supposed to be happening. Um, and yeah, that, and come to find out they actually, once this all happened, they did some research and they discovered online that there were some bad reviews for this company. Um, which goes to say that you should always no matter if you find it on on any wedding directory site, you should always, always do your own research for wedding vendors too, um, just so you know that you're making a good decision. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually also kind of building on that, you actually have a background as a wedding planner as well as being a top wedding blogger for the past, are we going on five years, Lauren? Yeah, this will be this will be the fifth year. So right. So what true. are what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see brides make time and time again? Like you just wish you could just say, "Wake up, stop doing this." Um, I would say that the biggest mistake is 
people thinking that they're that they can handle everything themselves. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many times. I've seen I've seen even like in my bride interviews for my uh, my features brides that said I thought I could handle everything and when it came down to it it was two months before my wedding and I was flipping out and I I couldn't um it's and people thinking that their moms can handle stuff and but and there's there's a difference between because I I, brides always say but I want to plan my wedding but you can still plan your wedding and have a and, and have a wedding planner you can still you that you're planning your wedding with a wedding planner I always say, why not hire somebody who knows the ins and outs of what to do? You'll save so much time. You'll save money, believe it or not, even though you're spending a certain amount, you're still going to save money because you're going to be directed in making the right decisions as opposed to not knowing what you're doing and throwing your money around Yes, <laughs> and, and just being totally clueless about everything. Um, so why not hire somebody who knows what they're doing, who does it every single day? And I mean, they say planning a wedding is like, it takes like 30 hours a week. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a job. If you have a job, it's a full-time if you have job. A job, Yeah. then you probably shouldn't be planning your wedding on your own. But the matter of fact is that you can still plan your wedding and be active in planning your wedding and hire a wedding planner. Yeah. It's just common sense nowadays, you know, and and that's one of the biggest regrets that mountainside brides have when I interview them and I do my real wedding interview. And one of the places where I think that mountain brides in particular should or destination brides in general should never cut corners is hiring a wedding planner. So many of these brides are like, boy, I wish I had, um, some, some help. And, and I, I, you know this, Lauren, there's also a difference between a stylist and a wedding planner. You can style your own wedding and have the wedding planner take care of wrangling the vendors and the spreadsheets and the the day of timelining and stuff like that. And you can, you know, do whatever okay. DIY burlap, whatever to your heart's content <laughs> and style your own wedding. Um, yeah. But you, you absolutely do. Even if you're having a hometown wedding in Tampa, Florida, where you live and all your families and friends live, you do not want to be on your cell phone talking to vendors about details when you're getting your hair and makeup done. Should be sipping champagne with your bridesmaids. Exactly. And people always say, oh, well, my my aunt will take care of it. Or my mom will. Well, a lot of times what happens, too, is, oh, well, my aunt just planned my cousin's wedding. So she knows everything. She knows how to do everything. But at the same time, you're putting a lot of responsibility on your family members and your friends, and um, they're not going to enjoy your wedding half as much as they could as if they were able to just 100% be there and be present. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine they buy you a big gift, you know, mm-hmm. really expensive mm-hmm. gift. They probably bought new clothes for your wedding. They show up to your wedding and, oh, by the way, can you move these chairs over there and set up my centerpieces? <laughs> yeah. It's. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I mean, I've. That's what I did, though. I was like, can you move the chairs from the ceremony to the reception tent? Everybody carry your own chair. Stay classy, Christy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's hard work, you know, like you pay people. (laughs) I know. I know. 
when we have our um vow renewal it will be a little bit more uh more yeah classy but um oh yeah no i definitely think an every last detail bride and people who get onto your website and and um just start digging into the resources and research um are you know the type of person who needs to just be put in check when it comes to having aunt mabel make you yeah. know family style lasagna and a lot of the brides that do find my site in time um, they do realize that like, um, Friday I featured a wedding and the bride was, was a reader and she had hired a wedding planner. She was having a destination wedding, a beach wedding. And she lived in Texas and she hired a wedding planner. She, she said after she realized that she couldn't do it. And after reading, you know, some explanations and truth about what it takes to plan a wedding. So yeah, I wrote a blog post a while back that um, that and this was sort of during a time when the whole wedding budget debate was going making its rounds again in the blogosphere. And um, I remember saying to my readers, listen, you know, there's this miss there's this myth out there that suggests that um, if you call a vendor and say, I want to have a birthday party on a Saturday night mm -hmm. and I need a cake, it's one price. And if you call them and say, I'm having a wedding on the Saturday night, it's another price. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it is because a birthday cake is a sheet cake with buttercream and some buttercream piping saying happy birthday on it. A freaking wedding cake is like this like four tiered, confection with an internal architecture that includes plywood and dowels yeah, yeah. you're gonna pay more for the wedding cake if you well, want to serve sheet that. cake for your wedding it's gonna be one price if you want something that looks like a wedding cake it's gonna be a different price well and not only that but um a, a bride demands a lot of service from every type of wedding professional so like you know she's emailing countless times she's calling she's changing things She's asking for advice. Um, it, it, quite frankly, a bride is is asking and expecting a different, a higher level of service than somebody just planning a birthday party. Sure. So that's also another. I mean, in addition to the fact that you're getting something a little bit different, product-wise, service-wise, you're getting something different too. That's a very good point. So Lauren, yeah. you've seen from both sides, from your research on the uh, V list and also for your from your experience in the industry as a working wedding planner, you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to vendors. What advice do you have for brides when it comes to finding the best vendors? First of all, do your research, which I think is kind of a key, um, a key thing, but, and, it, and, but today's bride is, you're going to do your research because like, you know, Google is like your right hand. Um, but also I would recommend that you understand what you like because there's so many different styles of things nowadays, especially when it does come to weddings, um, that sometimes you can't, Okay, here, here's an example. Um, a friend of mine, or acquaintance of mine, um, posted on Facebook the other day that she needed photographer recommendations. Now, first of all, she should have known just go to my website. Um, <laughs> but 
people were were giving her a slew of photographer recommendations. Um, luckily, the majority of them were actually members of my vendor guide. Um, but I I commented or I sent her a message and I said, "Hey, look, you need to establish the style of photography that you like first, and then I will give you recommendations." based on that style that you like. So I said, go to my site, take a look at the, the Florida photographers, tell me who you like, and then I'll tell you who else is like them. And because you should always have, you should always have options, but if your options are totally different from each other, then it's gonna be even harder to make a decision because if you're looking at a wedding planner who, who won't do design with you and won't work with you on um, helping you design your wedding because there are wedding planners who do design and wedding planners who don't, then it's hard to compare. It's, you can't compare apples to oranges. Um, so if you, if you're able to narrow down what it is that you want and what it is that you like, then that can help you find the best vendors for yourself. Yeah. I, I, I think that that is so spot on and that sort of bleeds over into our industry as well when it comes to, um, uh, finding blogs that are a good fit for you. Uh, so mm -hmm. if you if you go to some place like um, Style Me Pretty, which is the largest wedding blog out there, it's recently been purchased by AOL, Time Warner, and uh, they have a very specific style. It's very soft. It's very romantic. Um, Mountainside Bride, of course, because this is in part what mountain brides like, has more of a rustic feel to it. Every last detail has um, a lot of different detail-oriented weddings, but you you ha often have a very uh, modern touch that I have found. Um, mm -hmm. Megan from Glamour and Grace has a lot of handmade and vintage stuff, and so you know if you aren't in the right place and you have you know chosen a photographer who might be a, an award-winning photographer that does really color-saturated, rich modern color. And mm -hmm. you're having a romantic, soft, you know, pretty girly wedding. You might be bitterly disappointed, award-winning yeah. or not, when you yeah. get those pictures back. So I think it's a good point that you make for um, for selecting the right uh, style for your wedding. And I would encourage uh, listeners out there to to start looking for blogs whose style fits them, and then start researching the vendors that they're finding on that blog. Yes, definitely. So Lauren, you are the queen of advice for planning your wedding. And you have written extensively about where a bride should start once the ring is on her finger, including a category on your blog called First Things First that I highly recommend all newly engaged brides check out. Um, but just a quick synopsis, uh, where should a bride start once the ring is on her finger? Well. So I always say, first, you need to do your research. Before you do anything that you've never done before, you're going to do your research, right? Um, if, you, if you're going to a city that you've never been, you're Googling it. If you're going to, um, if you're trying to like figure out how to get to a new location in your town, you Google it and you get directions and things like that. So why should weddings be any different? Um, so there's a couple of things to know before you start planning your wedding. And just in a nutshell, it's kind of an overview of 
all, knowing all about weddings. So we've talked about it a little bit. You get what you pay for and um, how wedding services are different than just like regular like birthday party services and um, things like that. So I actually, I have a whole page on my website about what you need to know before you start planning and all that stuff. But then once you, once you've educated yourself about weddings in general, then it's time to, to actually start the steps of planning your wedding. Um, and this is kind of, I, I have like five things that I say can happen like kind of in the same day. Um, so you need to set your budget, choose a potential wedding dates. I recommend like three to five, um, knowing like what time of year you want to get married. If there's any like significant dates to you, um, start your guest list because of course you have to know how many people you're having for your wedding so you can know the right budget and also know what kind of venues will fit you. Um, and know your wedding style because that is also a really big portion of deciding on your venue. You can't, I was trying to, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. You can't, some, she was asking me for um, venue recommendations. And I said, well, what kind of wedding do you want to have? Do you want to have an outdoor wedding? Do you want to have a farm wedding? Do you want to have a beach wedding? You can't, I can't just give you venue recommendations if, if I don't know what kind of wedding you want to have. Yeah. Um, so that's where wedding style comes in. Like, think about what you want your wedding to be like, how you want it to feel, how you want it to look. Um, you don't have to like decide that you want a, a vintage chic wedding that's pink and green right away, but just kind of like the general gist of it. And then you can start looking for venues. So it's setting a budget, choosing a date, starting your guest list, choosing your wedding style and choosing the venue is kind of, it just, it can kind of happen all in the same like day. You know, you can start researching for a venue. Um, it's just decisions that have to be made kind of all at once. But what I heard you, what I didn't hear you say is get on Pinterest and start pinning everything that you think you might like. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, Pinterest is a great tool for inspiration and it's a great way to, um, you know, to keep all of your ideas and inspiration in one place. But there's a certain point to where um, it needs to be stopped <laughs> um, because it's you you shouldn't get on. Even though I know that like the first thing that everybody does is go on Pinterest because it's the same thing as like when we got engaged back in. 2007 2008 the first thing that we did was go to the knot so and and buy wedding magazines but now I think the first thing the brides are doing is going to Pinterest and looking at all the wedding stuff because now you can look at wedding stuff without feeling shady about it um so if you're on Pinterest just use it as inspiration don't get like don't get stuck on any one thing um keep in mind that Pinterest is a lot of things that have been done already. Um, so if, and your wedding should be reflecting you, not somebody else. So that's great advice. Lauren, if a bride wants to get her wedding published on every last detail, uh, what steps does she need to take? Um, as far as planning her wedding? No, if she wants to, if she wants her wedding published on ELD. 
um, she should tell her photographer. Um, that's really the main way. Um, I do. I have featured weddings before that brides have submitted to me, but um, photographers usually know the ins and outs of everything. Um, go ahead, tell your photographer that you want it published on every last detail. Um, send them the vendor list, the complete list of vendors for everybody that was involved. Um, send them a, a brief description about what your inspiration was and like your color palette and just really brief um, because then if accepted, I will send brides an interview um, asking them specific questions. But yeah, give the, just put the little birdie in your photographer's head or ear um, that that's where you want it submitted. And Lauren, Every Last Detail is an exclusive publication. Can you talk about what that means? Um, it means that weddings that are featured on Every Last Detail have not been seen anywhere else. Um, this means that when submitting, they also can't be submitted anywhere else. Um, so for instance, if I were to say, you know, yes, your wedding is being accepted, um, you cannot then send your wedding to another wedding blog to be featured um, because exclusive means that the images will live on every last detail. Now, if it's featured, if your, your photographer posts it um, on their own blog, I'm okay with that. Some people are not, but I am because um, it's their work and they have to be able to market their own work and show off their work. So, Awesome. Lauren? Yeah. Tell us where brides and vendors can find you online. Um, I'm on Twitter all the time. <laughs> um, my Twitter username is ELD underscore Lauren. Um, on Instagram, it is every last detail blog. On Pinterest, it is again ELD underscore Lauren. Um, and on Facebook, it's just every last detail. If you look it up, it'll come up. So, and your URL, um, the every last Awesome. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Um, I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on this show. I feel like I could talk for like another hour about all of the insight and advice that you have for brides. But I think what I'll do is I'll just leave it at, please do go to the everylastdetail.com and check out all of the wedding planning advice and inspiration that Lauren has in store for you. Lauren, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, Christy. And that concludes another episode of the Mountainside Bride podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Did you know you can subscribe to the Mountainside Bride on iTunes? Just search for Mountainside Bride and subscribe. You can also subscribe with your feed burner or other feed reader. Just go to mountainsidebride.com feed slash podcast and choose how you'd like to subscribe. And if you're a top wedding blogger or a mountain wedding professional and have some of your own insights and advice to share, please email me at Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E at mountainsidebride.com. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>